Welcome to the uh, One Signal podcast where we aim to educate ourselves on product and string best practices as it relates to building and growing a customer messaging practice. This is your host, Josh Wetzel, today. Uh, we've got a great guest today for you, Charlie Kaplan, Audio Max Director of Product Management. We're here to talk about customer retention and growth strategy. Welcome, Charlie. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. We appreciate you joining us today. Uh, what's your role here? So my role is the Director of Product Management and Growth. It's kind of a funny title. Product management and growth are like opposite sides of uh, the same process, but they're integrated. So it's it's a little bit like working at Whole Foods and being the director of farming and coupons. You know, it's the nice the whole continuum. I, I like that analogy. It's good. <laughs> um, okay, so AudioMac is a really cool company, founded in 2012. And really had a, a sort of a, a nice meteoric rise with J. Cole releasing a hot single and Chance the Rapper actually releasing Acid Rap on the, the platform as exclusives. Right. What's the company genesis and kind of what's the core business? So when AudioMac was first founded at the beginning of the decade, the objective was just to build a tool that artists could use to distribute their music. So we first just a website and the best comparisons for us at that point were services like Datpiff or My Mixtapes, which were used by people like Lil Wayne or Soldier Boy or eventually people like Chance the Rapper just to get their music to the world. The big change in AudioMax history happened in around 2014 or 15 when we decided to invest a lot in building mobile apps. And at that point, the kind of whole composition and mission of the company changed from being a service where Folks would kind of post and host their music to being really a, a DSP that's a two-sided marketplace where artists and listeners can get really quite close to one another. So today, AudioMac has grown into really dominantly a mobile apps business. We've got about three and a half million people using the app every day. And of those, we've got lots and lots of really cool artists Today, Gucci Mane put up his new record on the platform. So as a result, AudioMax is a great place to show up, listen to and download music for free, and kind of connect directly with artists themselves. And how do you make money? So we primarily make money off of advertising. We have a premium tier that removes ads and then gives you access to a bunch of cool features like an equalizer, ability to cast to devices, our philosophy around monetization is something like this. If you think about the world as being like a pyramid of spending power, it's only really the people at the top of that pyramid who can afford a service that makes you pay $10 a month to listen. And that's why if you look at the global numbers, there's about a quarter billion people in the world who have streaming subscriptions. And that number is kind of slowing down in terms of growth. But about 1.3 billion people in the world listen to music only on YouTube. And why is that? It's because you can just go to YouTube and listen for free. But if you ever use YouTube, it's kind of like an insanely bad music player. <laughs> you hit play on it, and uh, you try to lock your phone, and then it tells you to pay them. So we think that there's a huge portion of the world that is never going to be able to have access to $10 a month or equivalent premium subscriptions but deserves access to a great streaming platform. And so the ad-based model for us is an opportunity to serve those people. And instead of having the ambitions of being several hundreds of millions of streaming subscribers, we want to be one, two, or three billion listeners being supported by ads. Okay. 
That's uh, awesome. And what about, we were talking in before the recording about kind of what you're trying to accomplish with this new release, which is, seems like it's pretty ambitious. Yeah. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that and kind of where you're headed in terms of, of the model and, and how you guys see yourselves uh, supporting artists relative to other folks in the, in the space? Yeah, absolutely. So we're about to put out this big new release, which is 5.0. And uh, it's probably the biggest release that Audio Max ever put out. It's got a lot of really cool new stuff in it. And a number of the new features that are in 5.0 are specifically for the purpose of helping artists connect closely with their audiences. And that's because really at the core of Audio Mac is this fundamental idea that we succeed when the artist succeeds. So loosely, we think of ourselves as the tech stack for artists and we think about artists as our marketing team. They're their sales marketing team and our marketing team. And as a result, we only want to build things that support artists getting their music to listeners. What listeners want is to listen to music. What artists want is for listeners to listen to their music. What we want is for that connection to be really powerful. And so as a result, we try to build as many features as we possibly can to support that connection between artists and listeners, the way we think about it is our objective as a company is to just draw the shortest line between artists and listeners and also to never charge those artists for anything whatsoever. The approach there is what's the point of erecting a barrier between your marketing team and their ability to succeed in marketing you? So as a result, when you take a look at the feature set for Audio Mac, there's a handful of features like storage and analytics or sort of special features that on other platforms an artist might get charged for, right? They might have a limit of 200 minutes of music before they have to start paying. But, you know, storage on Audio Mac is completely free. Analytics on Audio Mac is completely free. And we're building as many new features as we possibly can to help those artists themselves get to those listeners, succeed in making that listener experience better and sort of closer to the artists themselves. That's our philosophy. You know, at the end of the day, on the artist side of things, we never want to impede their ability to successfully get great music to listeners. And on the listener side, we want to make sure that this is a platform that's accessible for people that other platforms are uh, locking them out of. That's cool. So with that, it seems like you actually have two customers, right? You have the artists who are your marketing team. You think of them as like constituents, like they're creating the content that bring the consumers in. And then you have the consumers who are funding the business ultimately right. um, through advertising and through kind of a paid sort of uh, approach. Right. How do you think about engaging with both of those sides of the ecosystem? And like, what are the things you do today within the app to get them to increase engagement and increase their kind of usage and growth of, of the product? It's a great question. So in a way, we're kind of a little bit like um, a good analogy might be to Airbnb. So Airbnb has, similarly is a marketplace that has two user types. There's people listing places, and then there's people who rent places. And uh, so they have a unique metric for each of those user types. You know, Airbnb is more successful when listings get booked more. And they're more successful when people who want to rent book more. So even though there are two user types, there's kind of one success metric across each of them, which is the amount of bookings that happen for each user type. With us, it's really similar, right? What an artist wants is to upload music and then get plays on that music. And what a listener wants is to come to this platform and find a lot of music to play. 
So as a result, our objective is to be kind of as efficient as possible in making those connections happen. And we do kind of build individualized features across both platforms, but we have one coming out, which we think is really cool, which we are actually using one signal for, which uh, is probably going to be out by the time that this podcast comes out. But I'll kind of describe it here. So one thing that we think is missing in a lot of the world of music is making that efficient connection between what a listener likes and the new music that an artist puts out. And the fact of the matter is, the more that a listener listens or engages with our platform, and the more music that an artist puts up on our platform, the better job we can do at kind of figuring out the relationship between those two. So if you listen to someone more, if you follow an artist, we think that there's a possibility, and we're going to test this, that each incremental play or just the action of a follow makes a listener more likely to, in the future, want to listen to more music by that artist. So what we're building is a simple notification that when an artist that you demonstrate that you like puts out new music, we want to be the first to tell you about it. So we're going to send you a notification that says, hey, Future just dropped a new song and only have it hit people who we feel within a degree of certainty are going to engage with that music. So what does that do? That accomplishes kind of both sides of that marketplace. What the listener is here to do is listen to more music. And if they tell us that they really like Future, we want to knock on their door as soon as Future puts out more music. On the flip side, what Future wants is to have his music get as much penetration as possible. And so we think we can kind of accomplish that there too. But part of what's really cool about this particular strategy and what's different, I think, than how a lot of streaming services think about it is that scales from the biggest artists in the world, from Migos, Future, Cardi B, all the artists who are on Audio Mac, all the way down to someone who might have one fan. If you can just demonstrate that you've got one fan, if you put out new music, we'll tell that one fan. And so we really want this to be a truly egalitarian platform that can work for anybody at any scale. And again, kind of go back to that thesis of be the tools um, that an artist uses in order to access their audience. And on the flip side, be the tool that a listener has to get as close to that artist as possible. That's cool. And what have you done to date that's been successful, right? Because you've grown to the size you are. Obviously, even getting those early artists to put stuff on and really build the Auto Mac brand, if you will. What were those touch points or how did you get to this place that you are now to get to the fifth release and, and kind of this new innovation? It's a great question. I mean, so it's a pretty humble company. So we're in touch with what we don't know and we definitely treat things that we don't know like we don't know them. When AudioMac started out, what the goal was was to build a tool that was really useful for artists to post and host their music that's real easy for then a listener to then check out. But then as we expanded, I think we learned a lot about who those users and those artists really are. So one of the critical things, and I think one of the real drivers of our success as a platform so far, is that as far as I know, we're the only streaming service, certainly the only streaming service with millions of users that puts offlining outside of a paywall. So, you know, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, if you want to save something to listen to when you don't have cellular service, you got to pay them. And that's a subtle example of what we look at as structural economic barrier between those platforms and a whole host of billions of users who uh, want to listen to music. So I'll give you a practical example of this. If you live in a country somewhere around the world 
where the data caps on your cellular plan are pretty limited. You get like 50 megabytes a month. The concept of streaming is anathema to you. You know, you can listen to five songs and blow through that. And those also happen to be countries around the world where the per capita income is pretty limited. So what offlining does is it allows those people to listen to a lot of music and enjoy it without running into the economic barrier that kind of defines the society that they're in. As a result, AudioMac has become like an incredibly popular app in three major categories. One, among really young people, people who might not have bank accounts yet. Two, in emerging economies, so places that are sort of defined by low per capita income or restrictive data caps. And also, number three, just sort of in low-income individuals all around the world. When we first introduced that free download feature, you know, the approach was basically, this is useful, this is cool. We want to see if a users respond to that. What we sort of learned by having built that is that's the underpinning for listening for people all around the world. And I think it's a big driver of our growth and our success. Okay. That's good. And that's an interesting because sort of next segue is like, how have you seen the evolution of the growth and like what's the kind of what's the retention mm. uh, engagement strategy been? And obviously we touched on kind of where you're going. Right. But I'm curious as to like what are the things you've seen within the app engaging the audience? Um, you have some natural advantages, obviously having this awesome music platform offline uh, or offlining the content to allow it to, to stream or just access to the, the sort of barriers that exist for whether they're young people or whatnot. But what are the things you've seen within the app that have been successful? That's a great question. So I say this very humbly given that I work on the product team at Audio Mac, but ultimately product is window dressing on Audio Mac. The real thing that matters on Audio Mac is the music. So if we made world's most beautiful app with the fastest downloading and there was nothing you wanted to listen to here, you'd be out. You'd be gone, man. So at the end of the day, helping artists, A, put their music on the platform and B, we have an amazing content ops team. So when they go out to a record label or to a distributor to get that music on the platform, that's a key driver of our retention. That's a key driver of getting people to stick around on the platform. So it's an interesting feedback loop. Building more tools for artists and ex- accessing audiences who other streaming services just seem to not care about, growing that audience, getting bigger, being more useful to artists means more music on the platform. And the more music there is on the platform, the more likely that a day one user is going to show up, search for Gucci Mane, who's on the front page of the platform right now, find it and be like, oh yeah, this platform has music I like. There are obviously strengths and weaknesses there, right? So we're not a full catalog platform. We're not Spotify or Apple Music. So if you show up here and you're looking for Barbra Streisand, you're out of luck unless someone's named a song Barbra Streisand, which would be an exciting development for Audio Mac. <laughs> <laughs> what about Lady Gaga? We don't have Lady Gaga, yeah. but that's another great example, right? Yeah. So the sort of disadvantages that we face are that we're not a full catalog platform. We're a, a user platform. We're a user-generated content platform. But the benefit that we've got on the flip side of that is the terms of our behavior are not determined by labels or by distributors. They're ultimately guided by serving the artist and trying to really make them happy. And that allows us sort of a degree of diversification and therefore like less risk than many services who rely on just a handful of major labels for all the value that's created on their platform. So for us, the way we look at it is the better we make this experience for artists to put their music up and the more likely we can make it for them to succeed, 
also, therefore, more likely it is that a user is going to be retained because they'll be finding the music they love. Yep. Makes sense. It's an awesome, awesome app. And if you love music, it's a no-brainer to use. Thanks so much. What are the other things that you've seen or that you've experimented that maybe haven't worked in mm. terms of like whether it's tools or stuff within the app mm. to engage artists or or consumers or listeners? Right. So forgive me if this is like a bit of a trite answer, but one of the hardest things to pull off well is onboarding. Yeah. And so we've been experimenting with onboarding, but we haven't had like a true aha moment yet. And I'll kind of describe what the challenge is with that. So Audio Mac has tens of millions of songs, and we have millions and millions of users. And you know, as we kind of just discussed, the really key determinant for whether or not a user is going to stick around or not is if we have the music they like. So there's this critical period of time right after they open the app for the first time where they get an impression about whether or not we have what they want. And the really key conduit between the artist and um, the likelihood that they'll be retained is the search bar. So a user taps search, they look for Lady Gaga, don't find her, and then maybe they dip. Maybe they, we get one shot and they're gone. And so how do you engage with that? How do you fix that? What we've been trying to do is if we know that the first thing that a user is going to do when they arrive on Audio Mac is look for the music they like, and if we know that the outcome of that question is going to be a heavy determinant of whether or not they stick around, let's anticipate that question. And before they even have the opportunity to search for something, show them the music we have on the platform. And hopefully something that we show them is like, oh yeah, I like this artist. I like Migos, maybe I'll stick around. I like Nicki Minaj, maybe I'll stick around for that. So we currently have an onboarding where you open the app the first time. It shows you 15 of our biggest artists. So that's like Diplo and Flume and Migos. And then if you tap any one of those, we then show you a playlist of related artists. So if you love Afrobeats, or if you love reggae, or if you love EDM, and you really recognize that first person, you're like, I know who Diplo is. Then we'll show you a playlist of a lot of other music where it's like, oh, I know that person, and I know that person, and hopefully that gets that person to stick around. But it hasn't quite been as successful as we'd hope yet. And so we got to keep banging on that thing because our fortunes totally hinge on our ability to help users find the the music they want. It's that aha moment, basically. It's that aha moment. That yeah. really is the aha moment for Audio Mac. Yeah. It's like, oh, you have what I like. Yeah. You know, the retention curve really flattens out after that. Yeah, it's interesting. What else is uh, kind of on your mind in terms of you know user retention side of your job? Like, are there other things? I mean, obviously you're head down with five right now. Right, right. Um, you're going through this big transformation. What else is top of mind? Well, so one of the things that I'm most excited about, and that uh, it's a hard problem, but I think we're kind of uniquely positioned to address, again, is this question of what tools can you build for an artist that they're not getting elsewhere? Maybe they're just doing by themselves. Maybe they don't even know that they can do, but help them with what their key goal is, which is to get people to check out their music. So I'm thinking really hard about that. And there's a bunch of cool features that we're approaching, some of which have been done elsewhere and some of which haven't, I think, been done anywhere else that we're going to uniquely add to the Audio Mac platform. So one example of this that we're working on is Spotify has a pretty slick, you know, submit your music for consideration by editorial process. And we really like that because, you know, so much about what makes an artist successful is opportunities for exposure. And certainly my experience personally with streaming services like Spotify is it can seem kind of quite opaque as to why the artists who get featured do get featured. And so we're uh, really 
sort of short line, right, between an artist and a listener. And so if we have all those artists on the platform, we really want to build a way for those artists to say, look, I think my music is a good fit for this playlist or for this trending list. Submit to it, have it be considered, and if it succeeds, then sort of get that exposure. And that's really exciting to us because at the end of the day, one of the major differences between us and those big DSPs is that the artist is on the platform, right? I mean, if you take a look at Deezer, Apple Music, Tidal, the music on those platforms probably went to a label, and then from that label went to a distributor, and then from the distributor went onto those platforms. And so if you're a listener on one of those platforms, you have to kind of look pretty far off into the distance to actually see the person who made that. Whereas on Audio Mac, the vast majority of music that's on this platform came from the person going to the website and hitting upload. And so there's really cool opportunities for us to engage that user type, get those people to do cool stuff that's actually going to help their career instead of sort of hitting an intermediary. So that's like one of the biggest things I'm excited about because I think there's a psychological element in that also. Like I'm an artist too, I'm a songwriter. And the more that I feel like a platform is like kind of in my corner, like helping me find the success that I know that I want, which is like I created this piece of music and I want people to check it out the more I'm going to use it, the more I'm going to trust it. And earning and holding those artists' trust, I mean, I kind of think that's the one thing we got to get more right than anything else. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, one of the things we've, I met you a couple weeks back, and and I've just really enjoyed the conversation because obviously I can tell you love music and I love music as well. I'm curious culturally, uh, you know, I've only been in the office one time, but is there anyone here who's not passionate about music? (laughs) It's definitely a prereq. Okay. It's definitely a prereq. Like most people at the office are musicians themselves. And if they're not musicians themselves, they're really, really passionate about music. I mean, one of the strongest impressions that Audiomac put on me after I joined the company and started to meet the whole staff is how many people here are artists. So the CEO, Dave Mackley, you know, he is and was a DJ. You know, his work before Audiomac was he, founded this website called DJ Booth, which was originally, I mean, now it's a really good outlet for journalism about hip-hop, but originally it was like, here's the best DJ equipment and writing about it. And uh, downstairs in our office, we have two studios, and one of the walls of the studios there is lined with all these vinyl records, which were the records he used to spin when he was out DJing. So I was going around the office and I was meeting all these interesting people. There's this really nice woman here named Kim, and uh, one day I heard from the next room, someone like cutting it up on the decks, like really like scratching and mixing. And I walked in and I had no idea. She was just like destroying it. She was, she sounded so That's good. Awesome. And I was just looking at her and I was like, I can't believe it. Like, I don't understand. Like, I, I, it's really great that everybody here ultimately is coming back to the, to the perspective that we're trying to build for. Yeah. So, I mean, we talk to users, we listen to users, but also there's this really strong culture within Audio Mac that like, ultimately we're building for ourselves. Yeah. We're making the tool that we need. That's awesome. Well, Charlie, I really appreciate the time. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. No, pleasure and, mine. Um, you know, we're looking forward to seeing the growth in Audio Mac the next year and success of, of the fifth release. So, Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. <laughs>